Do you ever have those moments where you know that you've owned a book before and you can't find it anywhere and you're like, did I loan this to somebody? And like, should I create more of a system for when I loan books to people? Oh. Are you just not no, loaning books? You don't no. use as many people. I books. remember. Oh, you exactly remember. Oh, imagine that. <laughs> who, who has my book and when I gave it to them and why they have not returned it. Uh, so, so I mostly struggle with this with my Book of the Month Club books because I've been a member since like 2016. So I, oh, like, oh my God. I have like probably, I don't know, maybe 100 or like at least. Okay. Like, oh, my God. Okay. That's probably an exaggeration. Probably 50. Okay. More than 50, less than 100. Anyway. Okay. So I was, maybe this would be good banter. Whatever. You this, can is good, this is going to be banter because I was going to talk about audiobooks. So let's go. Let's this is going to be banter. Okay. Welcome to the Wildly Terrible Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you can just midstream it. Gonna, I'm just going to midstream it. Exactly. Fine. People uh, understand us right now. So <laughs> <laughs> this is they what happens. Yeah. They have clicked on their title. They know it's they our know podcast. They know what we're talking. Yeah, they we're know what we're listening randomly. to. They recognize our voice, all of that stuff. You don't have to worry about it. She's okay. Holly. I'm Esther. Exactly. We're done. Okay, moving exactly. on. <laughs> so I was, when I built my new bookshelves like two weeks ago, yes. I put all of my red Book of the Month Club books in one section and all of my okay. unread Book of the Month Club books in the other section. Okay. And then I was feeling really extra and I was awake literally in the middle of the night. And so I went through the app, the Book of the Month Club app, to go through all of my past orders so I could organize my unread Book of the Month Club books uh-huh. based on when I bought them. Oh. Okay. Because then, you know, you can see like, okay, well, if, all, if most of the books I haven't read yet are from the last year, that makes sense. If I didn't read anything at the beginning, maybe I should like devote some energy towards reading some of those original ones. It doesn't matter. Who cares? But anyway. Yeah. Your brain was in a a organizing mood. Right. Exactly. And I was fixated on this dumb thing. Who cares? It's so stupid, but whatever. So I did that. And while I was doing that and looking through all these orders, I realized I'm missing like seven of those books. Are you sure that Nathan is not like de-hoarding your stash behind Oh my god. Your back? See, oh like, god. That would be hilarious. I can't imagine him doing that just because he also holds on to a lot of stuff. Like we have a Tupperware container filled with all of the school newspapers from the years that Florida won the but football school papers team. are different than like book club are books. Are they? Yes. There's because... also a bunch of Playboy magazines from the early 2000s. Well, I mean, box. I it's mean just like deep in the garage. And actually, okay. I this is I have I've gone through a couple of them because I ne- I didn't have a brother with Playboy magazines. This is not part oh, okay. of my life, but I loved Girls Next Door. So I've gone oh, through yes, a couple yes. because there's such interesting pop culture references uh-huh. to the early 2000s yes. that that's kind of fun to me. Yes. Anyway, nevertheless, I'm missing a whole bunch of Book of the Month Club books. And I was like realizing that my friend, one of my, my, one of my friends texted me the other day to be like, hey, I read all of these books that you loaned me and you got me into romance. And I was like, fantastic. Oh. But, all of the books that I loaned her were book of the month club romances. So I think I oh. must have been, I must be loaning those books out to people. Because you must another be. time I was at my parents' house and I found like three of them at my parents' house. So it must have yeah. been like, I need you to read this. You just toss borrow them to it people now. Exactly. and don't remember. <laughs> exactly. You've not cleared it by me via picture. So I remember your collection. I know. It's, it's way my tarot decks work. <laughs> my books, I have to come up with a different strategy. But I was yeah. thinking, and this is like so unnecessary but i really was thinking about creating some sort of log system for myself like just well just a just notebook like a that i keep there or notebook yeah. that you like to say like gave to mom and dad four seven two or whatever just so i can remember because i don't remember any of them and one of them uh my friend sarah just texted me about because did you ever read the seven husbands of evelyn hugo no it's on my book to read list but Ugh, i haven't read it it's so i know good. it's really good I love. I love into my thing. So. I, I love like everything that I've read of Taylor Jenkins reads, but I right. lo- that was the first thing I read of hers, and I loved it so much. And so Sarah wants to borrow it, and I'm like, I know that I've owned it. Yeah. I read it in yeah, hard copy, but mm-hmm. who the fuck did I loan it to? <laughs> anyway, so this is like constantly yeah. a problem, which I can't do with eBooks. So that's why my <laughs> eBooks are safe. <laughs> right, exactly. Well, that's that's something that I have figured out the past like two weeks. Well, I've been frustrated with myself because I used to be such an avid reader like in middle school, high school, college. And up through recent years, but you up have recent two years. jobs right now. You've got a lot well, going on. I did, on. <laughs> but also like, well, it's also just been like, I just don't have the attention span for yeah, it anymore. And I think fair. it's because of the pandemic where like, 
you're just so like stimulated all the time. Yeah. Like a book cannot keep my attention for a and long amount of time. You can do novellas, but an actual exactly. like 350 page book is just not. It's so hard. But I figured out that I mean, like audiobooks. Hello. Yeah. Like. That was all of a sudden I was like, well, Esther, just try audiobook to see. Just like a romance audiobook. So I've yeah. been doing like Ice Planet Barbarian because Smart. we've been wanting to read with Rachel. Yeah. Like a read along. And I've just been like stalled out because I can't get past chapter six. Oh my or, you know, gosh. chapter like three or even four. Even when it's bananas aliens even, stuff. Even when it's bananas aliens. Like, and like, this is stuff that I've read before and I know the story and it's yeah. totally fine in my, like, I don't have to worry about it ending weird or anything like that. I know it's a happily ever after. Right. But my attention span won't stay there. And yeah. it's, been fresh, it's been super frustrating for myself. And then all of a sudden, I like audiobooks, and I'm like popping out like two books a week. I love it. Do you listen to them at at normal speed or do you speed them I up? Can't lis- I can't listen to them sped up because the voices sound too weird. And as oh, okay. an audio person, it's, it drives it's crazy. too distracting. It See, drives and crazy. I can only listen to them at 1.25. But I also okay. only listen to memoirs. Okay, okay. Mostly. Yeah. Or fiction or nonfiction. Yeah, but, but yeah, it's audiobooks also are the best. And you, you've been using Hoopla, right? No, I've been using Squid. Squ- wait, wait, Squid. What is it called? Squid. <laughs> Not squared. Scribd. 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 Yes. Because scribbed. Audible is so expensive for just one credit, yeah. and like it's like free Audible. I'm like, it's not free with Audible. That's my credit that I spent it on. Right. And and other things with Hoopla or other things, it's like regional blocked, but Scrib is oh. not. Oh. And so to me, that was worth like my Amazon Unlimited subscription, yeah. basically. And so I've just kind of switched out for the month to see how it goes. Oh, and I've already so you finished... don't have Amazon or you don't have the well, I did, Kindle I did. Unlimited. I, yeah, I did ha- have Kindle Unlimited, but then I was like, well, if I'm going to do the Scrib for a month, let me see how this works. Because I still buy like on Amazon, like buy books and stuff. It's I know, much deal. to my dismay. But the problem is that the genre that we love the most, a lot of people opt to be Amazon only right. because it's an easier distribution method for self-publishing. Right. So we have but no s- options. <laughs> right. But Script has a lot of the Ice Planet Barbarians on audio- audiobook and in ebook form. So if I wanted to switch back and forth. And I just started oh, Sierra cool. Sabone today. Which one? Because I heard the Misadventures of a Curvy oh, Girl. Oh, yeah. I, I, that was the book that I was like, I don't know if I can really do Minaj. Yeah, I was, I was, I was surprised because I didn't, I walked into it. I was like, oh, it looks like Simone. Let me go start this book. And all of a sudden, I was like, and, <laughs> and I will share now? her with Ben. I was yeah. like, wait, wait, what are we doing? What are we doing? But it okay. is a great book. And also having yeah. a really fat and unapologetically fat heroine is just like yes. catnip. It's so, yes. And Sierra it's Simone's really well written yeah, totally. and really nicely spicy. But I all of a sudden, I was like, oh, this is going a different direction than I thought it was going to go. Okay. <laughs> what? But now we're in a barn. What's happening? Yeah. What's going on? (laughs) So exactly. So I'm like, well, we're just going to go by this chapter by chapter. Yeah. And listening to it would make me blush way too hard, I think. (laughs) Well, I was walking the dogs this this evening and I accidentally lost lost my keys at the park. That's a whole different other story. You lost your keys at the park? I was picking up poop because they like to poop a lot at the park. And the, my keys slipped out of the, my pocket that happened to be the same bag as the poop bag. Oh, no. It. And I was t- just too enthralled with, like, the spiciness. And I was like, ooh, oh, my. Okay, like, I was, like, <laughs> oh, my out loud in the middle of the park. Anyway, so I was too distracted and I lost my keys. But I found them. So, anyway. That's... Happy ending for all. Yeah, and also but, yes. we found a way for you to feel like you're able to consume books again. Exactly. And that's why, I like, that's what, like, even before this, I was already kind of, like, pissed off at people who would try to like gatekeep what reading a book means you yeah. know what I mean like oh this is what a you know book means and this is what it means right. like I feel super enraged by people who think that audiobooks don't count because it's like you're still I mean I I like different types of books when I'm listening to uh-huh. audiobooks versus reading but I think they're all valuable as reading experiences. right yeah you're still consuming exactly. the book exactly exactly and the the fact that you know for this time of my life, I cannot sit down and concentrate. I don't have that within me right now. And I still can consume this as a book and listen to it and still get the storyline and retain the information. Yeah. Or if I don't, even if I don't retain information, who the fuck cares? Yeah. You know, so anyway. It's just so good. And also is there really is good. so much awesome stuff happening. I mean, like, even like our friend Melody from Heaving Bosoms, she did a couple yeah. of recordings of, but like, there's a lot of ways audiobooks. that indie yeah. authors are getting to do audiobooks because there's like whole methods for people to record them that you can find anything on audio. You know, my wild idea was what I would love to do more in Glory Milking Farm. I feel like I would 
be able to handle like, that fine. Be able to handle that perfectly fine. Contact the author. <laughs> be like, hello, I'm I a big like fan. To, yeah, we talk I'm about a, your book all the time fan. on the podcast. Yeah, exactly. Giant Giant to fan, the point where people started tagging us in store when they got it, started tagging us yes, with their exactly. stories on Instagram. It's like, exactly. oh god, we've created a niche and I love it. Love it. Exactly. And we need to be an audiobook. Hello. Yeah. I have four years of content for you to listen to. Right, exactly. I have my own editing experience. I can do all of that stuff. I think it's exactly. a great idea. Truly great idea. Know. But yeah, so we'll I mean, we're never going to stop being giant readers, so we might as well find ways that work for us. Exactly, Without shame exactly. also, because I do think that people give themselves a lot yeah. of grief about needing to do audio rather than Exactly. Reading. But it's like it's an like attention span thing free. and an accessibility thing. Yep, exactly. But if you're taking audiobook suggestions that aren't in the romance genre, I just listened to Stanley Tucci's memoir that came out last oh, year on audio. Oh. oh my God, it is so fantastic. Okay, okay. Like, okay. he is just... Incredible. I love him so much. Yeah. I like, I have loved him for years. Yeah. Like, and I'm saying like years, like since like the early, like 2000s before. I think the first like, time I realized I loved him was an Easy A where he plays uh, Emma Stone's oh, dad, dad. And he's like so oh, yeah. freaking funny. That's the first time I noticed that I like Ugh. really loved him. But yeah. he is so cute. He's like, like his he's friends story. with all these famous people that he talks about. He like experienced tongue cancer in a really scary uh-huh. way. He talks about that. He talks about just growing up as an Italian kid. He talks about what it's like being young and broke in New York when you're trying to make it work as an actor. He mm-hmm. talks about all of the cool things he's done and seen and what he's eaten and who he's eaten it with. And he's yeah. just like... He's. I love oh. the audiobook. I'm sure that the paper version is fantastic because you can actually see the recipes. But I oh, loved right. listening to him walk us through because there's also some recipes throughout it. I liked listening to him tell us how to do it. Yeah, it's just. So I just love good. him. Banter. Should we talk about tarot? <laughs> <laughs> no, this is good because both of our questions are like tangentially tarot yes. related. One of them is yes. not tarot related at all. It's podcast related. And the other one is tarot related. But we're not reading in this episode. Yeah, we're not. That's fine. Oh, but I still need to pick a card. You do. <gasps> do you have a deck? That's the question. Yeah, oh, I need to get the hair to tell the tiles because I love her. Oh, yeah. But don't, too. you guys, don't email Esther about this right now because no, Hilda needs to much. take a break until shipping and until printing production gets costs cheaper. go down. Yeah, unless Believe you want to spend me. 150 bucks on one of these suckers, <laughs> you're going to need to <laughs> Exactly, exactly. <laughs> printing costs are so high right now. Yep. All right, so we got the Seven of Cups today. Ooh, lots of, of choices considering available. one of the questions. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm reading the question. I've got, I was like, well, I was like waiting for the question to announce itself. <laughs> well, we could do that one first if you want to. Oh, yeah, we could do it. Whatever, it's fine. Okay, so we're going to do our second question first because you guys don't know. Okay. You're not looking yeah. at our outline. Hey, <laughs> I'm we're going to leave this in because you all need to know. Exactly. Because <laughs> Holly's going to read it first, so yeah, that's why. that'll be the only way you can tell. <laughs> all right, so if a catastrophic disaster were to wipe out your deck collections, what would be the first five dicks, dicks, decks dicks. that each of you would buy? <laughs> so the parameter- we have to answer the dick question too, to be honest. <laughs> I don't think that I have an answer for that. Um, we don't have it prepared for that. We'll, yeah, I haven't time, prepared Patreon. for that. But I think that the, so like flooding is a real issue. Flooding and earthquakes yes. and fires are a real issue in my life. And I've thought about yes. this before. To oh, okay. Where I've actually considered putting some of my most beloved decks, like extra copies of some of my most, no, most beloved decks into my earthquake go bag. With oh, like okay, tennis okay. shoes, change of underwear, dog food, all of, and then also some tarot decks. Right. I haven't, right. but I've thought okay, about okay. it. Okay. I do think functionally that's why I've ended up with so many copies of Compendium of Constellations, because I know <laughs> I need one at my hand at any moment if I have to, like, run from right. a fire. <laughs> exactly. Okay, okay. Yeah. But the other thing that we're putting aside from this idea is that if there's a catastrophic situation, 
we're not worried about if these decks are still available to us. This is just a yes. fully hypothetical. This is not an out of right. print decks aren't an option sort of question. Right, right. Because then it'd be like, oh man, like forever. <laughs> it would change the list a lot. Yes, exactly. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe, maybe not. This is not like mass market editions decks. We're not right. We can do also, one. Like we're that. also limiting it to one creator per th- th- like thing. We're not going to do like four decks from Claire because then right. it'd be like all of her decks. I mean, Claire, stupid, so. since you're listening to this, <laughs> don't take it personally. No, <laughs> please do not. We love all of your decks equally in our lives. Okay, yeah, exactly. And go. All right. So do you want to start with your first deck that you would replace uh, if you lost well, it I mean, immediately? Since we're talking, well, since we're talking about Claire, I shall mention just Memento Mori. Yeah. Oracle deck. Because I mean, first of all, it's giant. Yeah. Because I would include all the expansion packs. Oh, Not duh. to lie. Because that does not, that is all in the same deck, in yeah, my opinion. Yeah, it's the same deck. She even yeah. says it is. <laughs> exactly. So Memento Mori would be my first. Not like, like it would. Okay. These are not in list of importance. No, These no, are no, just no, no, a no. general list of what came to mind. Okay. So this is, so, this is like five inches of tarot cards. Yes. Or of Oracle cards. Five inches. That's probably four. <laughs> <laughs> Only, you know how I know? Because you know that this part from here to the tip of your thumb, like from the first knuckle to the tip of your thumb is usually about an inch. Oh, well, they always say to, to, to look at a, a, a person's <laughs> dick size is also to look at their thumbs. Really? I have not yes. heard that. <laughs> oh, you have not been on. Uh, okay. I will send links. Okay. Okay. I. Uh, it is a proven thing. It is proven. Really? Okay. Well, yes. I only know that my hand measurement, because I'm like a really good visual oh, yes. like person with like a Korean dad hands. Yeah. The Korean dad hands thing, but also just like, it's helpful in your own life. If you know yes. the distance between your thumb and your pinky, when you're fully oh. spread out, because then you can always oh. say like, Oh, that's about eight inches of space or whatever. Like, will oh. this cabinet fit or will this thing fit into a cabinet? If you know okay. the distance between your the end, end of your pinky and the end of your thumb, it's helpful. And also, if you know the different where whichever fingertip is one inch mm-hmm. long, that's also helpful because then you can always sort of guesstimate how long something oh. is. This is why part of our podcast should be visual. Yeah, exactly. Because we're both <laughs> holding up both of our hands to illustrate this, figuring out like, huh? Okay. But it's good to know because sometimes you just do need to think, especially with like items that you're buying online. Right. If you want to buy something and you think it's like this happened to my friend Cece. She was just telling me the other day. She bought a bunch of ceramic bowls online that she was super into. And then they got to her house and they were all like tiny, like thimble oh, size no. ceramic bowls. Oh, she no. thought they'd be like cute little cereal bowl right. size. But they were like literally two inches across. Oh my gosh. Oh my <laughs> gosh. Like, That's well, heartbreaking. <laughs> So if you have a good sense of scale because of something that yeah. you can easily reference, it makes it way, way easier. Anyway, what are we talking about? Oh, we're talking about Memento, Memento Mori. Mori. How, how huge and lengthy and girthy the Memento <sighs> Mori I, this is. This is like so deep into the podcast, <laughs> but I, I went to the doctor after 15 years of not. I found out that I have some thyroid stuff. So I've been on thyroid meds for a week and now I can drink caffeine again. But also like my whole entire life has changed since being on these thyroid meds. Like I am so much more energetic and punchy and like, like not, I mean, in some ways it's bad because I can't stay on topic very well, but in other ways I'm feeling like so joyful. I love it. It's the best. That's what we want. It's it's only been like a week and a half and I'm like, this is the best thing that's ever happened. I love that for you. I'm so proud of you. But that can be your explanation for why we're all over the place today. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, we, you have no time schedule. I have yeah. no time schedule. It's fine. Yeah. Esther's like, I'll it's stay fine. up till three doing this. <laughs> I only have a half day work tomorrow. Oh it's my fine. God. Look at us go. Look at us. Anyway. So Memento Mori for you and my Claire deck is obviously Compendium of Constellations. That's why we chose them for our Oracle. Yeah. Oops, all Oracle episode until Esther was kind enough to choose something else <laughs> so I could keep Compendium. But yeah, those two decks are just like everything to us. They really are. Yeah, they're they I mean, we it's, it goes it extends beyond even like 
knowing Claire as a creator and as a person, but oh, yeah. just the decks themselves just are so meaningful and personal to who we are as people. Yeah, and Compendium of, of Constellations has yeah. been one of my favorite decks for long before I yeah. was friends with Even when we started the podcast. I mean, yeah. like, before we even started the podcast, like, it was your, like, one of your first decks. Yeah, I think, I think it might have been, with. like, really literally my first Oracle deck other than the one that the nun gave me when mm-hmm. I was in college, that Sister Christine gave me out when I was in college. And yeah. I, so when Claire said, like, hey, what even deck, what deck was she promoting when we first talked to her? Was it Antique was Anatomies? It, I think so, maybe. I yeah, remember. maybe MS Market. Yeah, Mass yeah, Market. MS in the Mass Market. <laughs> uh, I was, like, losing my shit because I was like, yeah. oh, my God, Claire, good child. And now we're just, like, yeah. buds. Yeah, so, so awesome. that deck has always been really important to me. For the other four yes. that I chose, I kind of have, like, thematic reasons. Oh, Okay. Okay, go ahead with your next one. So I have two Rider Waite Smith adjacent decks, not actual Rider Waite Smith, but ones that follow it pretty closely. Okay. And then one truly artistic, and then a fourth that I just love a lot. So my second deck that I would, I don't know, it feels weird narrowing it down this way, but another deck that I know that I would want to replace if I lost all of my decks is the original Ethereal Visions. Oh, okay. And I know that's controversial because I know that the creator has a little bit of a reputation for not being Mm -hmm. great, uh, like interpersonally. But that deck is so beautiful to me and it reads like a complete dream. And I just think Mm -hmm. that if I had to choose a limited option, it would have to be one of them because every reading I've ever done with it has been like amazing. And it follows enough along with Rider Waite Smith that I would feel really confident with like, reading quickly and easily with it. I just love the okay. art. I love that art deco style. I'm just a big fan. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. What's your second deck? My second is the SKT Vitruvian from Benabel Wynn. Of course. Because that's like my, like, okay, so when we did actually have a, fl- a flood here like two years ago and I had to put a Oh go my bag. God, I forgot about that. There was like <laughs> actually, like the entire valley you live in got flooded. Yeah, yeah, it got flooded and it was like up to our apartment building and we were, we like booked out of here for a couple of days. Um, I brought that original deck plus the tiles that Jamie made just in case, <laughs> like all the copies that with me. That was before the pandemic, right? That was before the pandemic. Uh... Yes, that was before. Yes, yes, that was. I think it might have been right before. It was like, yeah, it was like summer 2018 because it's like right around my birthday. Oh wow, 2008. Have we been friends that long? Yeah, we totally have. We've been friends for a long time, Holly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) 2018 feels like such a. I think it was 2018. Uh, Like an unreachable time period in my brain. (laughs) Like, what was 2018 like? I don't even remember. Because I think I think we start we started becoming friends in like 2016. Yeah, I think yeah. Because because like yeah. What year is that? This is 2022. So nonsense. It, it, it doesn't make any sense. How long have you been friends? Okay, been, let's count. 2017, 2018, 2019, 2020, 2021, 22. Hey, five-year anniversary. Yeah, good Look job, at us. girl. That is wild. <laughs> wow, what a realization. Five years. Yeah. Congratulations yeah. to us. Look at us. <laughs> I, I feel like this whole episode here is that Paul Red gift of him, like, opening that bottle going, look, look at us. us. <laughs> what do you yeah. ever think about this? Look at us. Have you actually watched that Hot Ones episode where he? Where I think that comes I did. From? I He's think I did. Just the most charming. Person I love him in the so much. Yeah. I love him so much. Don't worry, oh. Natalie. No one's coming for your man, but no, Natalie fine. Martin no, is fine. like his literal <laughs> his biggest fan, one and only. Yeah, okay. Exactly. <laughs> He's just. It's okay. So funny. We just want to know his skin routine. That's all we care yeah, about. Okay. So literally, yeah, for sure. Uh, okay. okay, so my third is the 1988 version of Cosmic Terror. Okay, I was not surprised by Cosmic Terra. I was like, if this is not on her list, she's forgotten completely about it. <laughs> no. I like the currently available U.S. games version a lot, but uh-huh. the original version that only came out for, like, one year has a way better font. The mm-hmm. cards are, like, somehow thinner, but also stronger feeling. And the art yeah. feels a little bit more, like, not the art, the colors in the art feel a little bit more rich rather yes. than vibrant. And I just yeah. love it. And so I would absolutely, absolutely get that deck again. Okay. Okay. And mine for the third position was one we almost had to fight over was Mesquite Tarot. Yes. <laughs> Even though mine is like a waterlogged copy. So you have spares? I thought you had a spare. <laughs> no, I did not have a spare. Oh, no. It never arrived, so I had to cancel. <gasps> Stop it. <laughs> oh, that sucks. 
But uh, it was because I ordered it. I waited like literally three months. Yeah. And I was like, it's not coming. Yeah, because there it? aren't any anymore. There so aren't this any Korean more. store is just wrong. I wish yeah. so badly that those creators could have gotten a mass market deal or something. Yeah. I want a full-size version of that deck more I know. than almost any other dream deck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they don't even... Because it's just so good. They don't even speak anymore. Like, they don't even I follow know. each other on Instagram. And Instagram. this might be, like, me just being too in the weeds. So if either of the Mesquite Tarot creators listen to this podcast, sorry if I'm misinterpreting your relationship with each other. But as <laughs> but, far as I yeah. can tell, they don't follow each other on Instagram anymore. So no. something happened, which is a shame yeah. because it's beautiful. It's and so good. And even the deck is fantastic. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, the like for me, I like the size of it. I wish I there was a like full size, size ver, version of it. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> version of it. Because it's so good. But, like, uh, but it's just so amazing. I love it. And it's, and it's one of the only boxes that I've kept. And it's, it's empty because it has a box. The box is so pretty. The box is so pretty. It's just such a good deck. I really, really love it. And this, I think, me might too. have been my first Kickstarter tarot deck. Oh, Okay. I just, the colors, oh, it's such a good deck. They should still I be, I just feel like it's so, it's such a vibe that mm-hmm. I feel like any sort of like plant store in 2022 would sell it. Any yeah. sort of like, you know. Exactly. It girl kind of shop, like where they sell mm-hmm. plants and crystals and books or whatever. This right. would be so perfect for all of the aesthetics of those sorts of shops. Yes, exactly. Agreed. Uh, okay, my next artistic one is the Vendor Tarot. Oh, yeah, I like that. I deck. like it. I have both editions. Both of them are fantastic. I think it doesn't align with Rider Waite Smith in this quite as much as Cosmic or Ethereal Visions. It's a little mm-hmm. bit more interpretive, but the art itself is so beautiful. We reviewed it on the podcast. It's super watercolory. And I just mm-hmm. think that the creator of the Vendor Tarot is an amazing artist. And I love they that are. deck so much. It's so pretty. I like that too. Mine, I have uh, made a right turn towards an oracle again. Oh, yay! And it's, and it's Morning Calm Oracle, because oh, that yeah. one's just so meaningful to me as a person, and, like, talking to the creator, yeah. and having and a relationship with her. And she's important to your entire says, spiritual life, so it makes sense yes, that the death exactly. meaningful. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that so that one's, like, super, like, meaningful to me. And, like, look, I have a, I have, like, sh- like her mom made oh. these oh, tarot cool. bags that are made out of hanbok. I was going to say, is, is that hanbok silk? Yes, it is. That's so cool. And, it's, and so it's like a, like a reversible, like little And it even sort bag. of looks a little bit like a hanbok because of the belt enclosure. Oh, like, because it so has cute. the little strap, you yeah, strap little it under, it thing. looks like a belt. So it's just like a really special deck to me. That's so I really had sweet. to include that one. Yeah. yeah. My fifth deck is, drumroll please, the Hilda Tarot. Sorry, Esther. Oh, really? Is that embarrassing? (laughs) Don't feel blushy about it. (laughs) Okay. I just, well, or you can, whatever. You can feel as Uh, blushy about it as you want. But (laughs) I, we've talked about this before on the podcast. I've loved Hilda since I was a small, small child. And so having a deck that is so thoughtfully, like I was there watching you do this whole thing. How thoughtfully mm-hmm. and like divinely you were coming up with the perfect images for all these cards. I just love, I think that every single time I read with Hilda, it's a fantastic reading. I think that the cards themselves are so beautiful. I love having her as my like little friend in my pocket. And yeah. I just think that I would need to have her around. Like if you were, if you never sold another Hilda, I would just log mm-hmm. into our make playing cards and print like five of them for myself. <laughs> Okay. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, I have like a beach, like beach bimbo edition. Like I know. Well, and we have the ones that we gave them out to our Patreon supporters last yeah. year who supported at the $15 for a certain amount of time. When I was rearranging my den, I do have, we do have a couple of copies of that left. So I don't yeah. know what we're going to do yeah. to make it fair for people who support who want Patreon, a copy. Yeah. Um, it's just like, it's just so good. And you did such a good job yeah. of it. And I just love the vibe so much. So I have like, some more serious, darker decks and then some more yeah. light, playful decks, especially with Hilda being so playful. But I just feel like Aww. also aesthetically, any combination of those decks would look beautiful mm-hmm. together, which is a big yeah. part of my brain function. Oh, I love <laughs> so, that. And I'm like brilliant. blushing super red. So I know. Like, <sighs> I should have gone uh, last last so that you didn't have to no, start it's okay. talking right after. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. Well, I'm going to go with the deck that kind of brought us together, our tarot. Yay! Yeah. Because, and I would like, if I was able to replace it, I would like to buy an original indie copy yes. of it. I think that the newer edition has more, like, thoughtful choices, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. But the cardstock 
is a little bit different than Indian Vision. So <laughs> this is why, so, like, a great example of this also is what's what's the one that you like couldn't wake up to order, and so Logan eventually did. Oh, the uh, this one. What is it? The Vendor Pavlov. Pav, 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 the Fyodor Pavlov. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. I so cannot. <laughs> that deck was a Kickstarter and it's still uh-huh. indie, but it's going mass market in the fall. And I cannot get my shit together to buy because he does like <laughs> drops where there will be like drops, 15 so at a random. time. And yeah. I cannot get my act together in order to buy it ever. <laughs> so Esther has one of the uh-huh. indie decks and I'm just going to wait for the mass market. And I know that it'll be a whole different scene. And this yeah. is why we end up with duplicates. I have so yeah, many decks that time. I have the indie and also mass market versions of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Not anymore yeah. because I think you and I have both been giving away a lot of stuff. But yes, it's hard right. because you know that the mass market is something that you need. And then you want to support yeah. your friends who are going... Or you know the indie exactly. is something you need, and then you want to support need. your friends who are going mass market. Makes exactly. them look good to their publisher. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. We to. know how the game's played. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> All those pre-orders, man. Woo. Yes. Awesome. So I guess uh, just to go over it all without all of our banter. Oh, yeah. For me, Compendium yes. of Constellations, Ethereal Visions, the 1988 Cosmic Tarot, Vendor Tarot, and Hilda Tarot. Okay. And for me, Memento Mori, SKT Vitruvian, specifically Vitruvian Edition. <laughs> Morning Calm Oracle and our tarot. Oh, and Mesquite Tarot as well. And Mesquite Tarot. Yeah. Awesome. I yeah. like that question. That was, I'm glad that we gave fun. ourselves a minute to prepare. <laughs> yes. I was like, I was, I read the question right before we started recording. I was like, huh, huh, what decks do I want? <laughs> so I was oh my God, like, let's take a breather. Exactly. So. <laughs> it's so easy to come up with one. Like if we had to have yes. one deck only for the rest of our lives. But the minute that you yeah. open it up, suddenly you're like, wait, but I also really like this. Yeah, exactly. <sighs> chaotic yes. chaos pure chaos and our second question for the episode is also not related to tarot specifically but it's related to our podcast yep not a tarot question but i would love to hear a little background <laughs> how you chose the intro outro theme song for the podcast the wally tarot song is such a bop as the kids would say it makes me smile every time it plays i think it is so unique yet it fits the pod perfectly thanks for everything you do this is a podcast where both of us get to blow smoke up our own asses exactly well and the fact is that holly designed our podcast theme song like <laughs> randomly one night yeah. i feel like i woke up the next morning it and turns it was out done. i'm a music producer no yeah. yeah we were like we need to come up with a theme song and then like 12 hours later, we had that. I just yeah, used GarageBand yeah. on my iPad. It was very, mm-hmm. very basic. All of those are like free sounds. And it's right. really fun. It's a fun project right. to do. Yeah. And we needed something that was like, you know, free. Free. <laughs> and that would not <laughs> that would not make us like be like zapped by any sort of like licensing right. stuff. Right. Exactly. And it actually, GarageBand is easy to use. I feel like anybody who wants to start a podcast could pretty easily put together this. And what you're really just thinking about is like, you want something short. You Mm -hmm. want it to be less than a minute long because it gets people, if you're trying to think of it in terms of like composing a song, you'll way overblow it. That's not what you're doing. You're just creating a little tiny bit of a vibe. Yes, exactly. I made songs for a couple different podcasts. Yeah. Yeah, you ha- you do you have your you are a podcast theme song creator. You can I add should that to add that to my LinkedIn. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't mean, play any instruments. I can't really sing, but I can create can... intro and outro music. <laughs> it works. It works. But Esther did the theme song for our charmed uh, oh, Patreon yes. episode. Yeah, but we're just yeah. like. You guys, we are so... We're just goofballs. Yeah, like, you don't exactly. realize. <laughs> this is all so unofficial. Like, if you listen we to a lot of other podcasts, a lot of other podcasts yeah. have additional producers, additional yeah. mixing. Esther does all of that. We're like a totally yeah. internal organization. Yes. Like, we have right, nothing, right. no one outside of us doing anything. Do anything. <laughs> yes. Yes. And I mean, I'm sure that shows in some parts yeah. of things, you know, <laughs> I'm sure it's but. Audio- obvious sometimes, but I think, you know, that's yeah. part of our charm, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, but I mean, the thing is that this is something that we love doing and this is not a business. If we wanted to make it a business, we could. I don't easily. know. None of us have time no. to, but no, you're right. well, that's the thing. If we wanted to do this as a business venture, yeah. we would 
go into that but that's not something that we either of us want to do this is a hobby we're not going to be capitalistic being like we're gonna make a ton of money from this we just yeah we would have to change so much in order to do that it's just easier to be friends podcasting with the patreon if people feel like supporting us and yeah not have all of those additional people because that's the other kind of hard thing about it is that if you're like paying somebody to do stuff then you always have to be Right. pushing to be Producing. making more money because exactly. you have to pay these other people and we're just like exactly doing this because it's not like kind it. of stress that we want to invite into our lives and so we're just going to keep loving our goofball selves yeah. and you get a goofball podcast and then so. like because we're friends with natalie occasionally getting advice from her about how to handle yeah stuff. exactly <laughs> like hi what's the program that you use yeah to do this? natalie will us. you Thank help you. us she's like i don't work for you i work for heating bosoms and she would yeah. never actually say that to us natalie's incredibly no. helpful <laughs> She is. We're she is. sister podcasts. We love her. <laughs> I so love her so much. Anyway, awesome. So yeah, I think that it's just like playing around with GarageBand is really the way to go. Yeah. And I'm glad it's a bop. It. <laughs> yeah, I I I listen to it to make sure the intro and outro sounds good every week. So <laughs> make sure everything matches up. <laughs> and we're bopping along right there with you. All right. So this week, oh wait, I guess we should do our Patreon shout out. Patreon shout outs. Yes. If you, you would like to support us it. on Patreon just because you think we're fun and a little bit ridiculous and whatever, yeah. goofy, that's great. Uh, we're yeah. still working our way through what we do in the Shadow Season 1. And then I think we were talking about this while we were recording that episode, our most recent episode that won't be out for a little bit, um, that we're probably going to return to Charmed because it turns out mm-hmm. that nobody is recapping Charmed on the internet <laughs> at all. And we love it so I, much. Well, I'm sure they are, but apparently ours is being requested highly. Yeah, exactly. So. <laughs> Um, so if you want access to that and a whole lot of other content, a lot of like, like actual PDFs of interesting, useful things, mm-hmm. all of that stuff is on Patreon. You can also just check out the Patreon because we do, uh, have all of the major arcana, little brief mini, yes. um, tarot wildly episodes, episodes up yeah. for everyone to see on Patreon. It's not mm-hmm. like restricted to only supporters. So if you want to hear us go through the major arcana and talk about the cards and their meanings and stuff like that, that would be a good place to access it. And you don't even right. have to support us for that. Exactly. But we do do podcast shout outs for our new Patreon supporters. And this week we have lucky whose card is the page of swords. Ooh, that's lovely, Lucky. Good luck, Lucky. Exciting stuff. This exciting. All right, and this week we're talking about Exquisite Familiars by Richard Howdy, a.k.a. Odd Mix Market, a.k.a. the most genius deck creator that we know. Yes. Yeah. I, I mean, think that and, exists, but also we I happen think, to personally love him. <laughs> well, I think we meant we said that last time when we um did the the other deck that he Lucky created, Potions. Yeah. Lucky Potions. I think I think this is an ongoing thing with Richard. He's just growing in genius. Yeah. Everything he does, the next thing is even more brilliant. Oh, it's more my it's so like we we were there for like the early like concept of like hey what would you think about something like this and we were like what let's do it (laughs) like so yeah so i am super thrilled to talk about this deck me too and and it it just keeps blowing your mind even after it arrives on your doorstep and then suddenly you get a notification i know so the story so before we get to the actual deck itself the deck or the actual deck itself we'll talk about more extensively but the box is gigantic and when you open it it has a, such a neat little spot for everything there's a spot yes. for a coin to flip there's a spot for the mini deck that was a kickstarter stretch goal where bonus instead yeah. of having to do two cards per pull and creating your own creatures you can just do one card and have it be the full existing creature uh because the standard deck you pull a card from like basically a front card and a front. butt card and yes combine them to create these sort of like what is it called the exquisite corpse it- which is like a yes, children's yes. game where you pull half of an animal and then have to draw the second half and you can flip through them and see these things but anyway yeah. so that's the general idea of it but the box itself has all of these perfect little places for all of these things and mm-hmm. a couple of weeks after everyone got their kickstarters a new listing on Richard's website went up for a exquisite familiars coin that cost $500 and was out of stock immediately. And if you are a smart, wily, sassy friend, 
Uh-huh. You read the description and saw that in every box he had actually already had a manufactured hidden spot for it was the coin. Hidden. It pocket. was just hidden. Our favorite thing of children from the 90s. Right. A hidden pocket a hidden in the pocket back. with a special thing in it. And so you had to take out the like foam layering. And in the actual oh, no. foam layering, did you <laughs> rip it from the back? <laughs> Okay, so true confessions of a 90s child. So I, when I got this, I did not even look at the deck. I was like, I need this coin immediately. Oh, you already, oh, because it took so long. Because because it took to get there. Yeah, because you sent it to me first and then I sent it to you. you. So you already knew it was there. So all I, I was, so all I did was like, Oh my god, it's in here! It's that's why I wanted first was like was the coin <laughs> before you even looked at before anything I even else. opened the deck. Exactly, so that's the exactly. benefit of Esther getting basically spoilers because shit takes so long. Well, to get well, to Richard it. did tell me he was like in a message. He's like, I know you like to throw away the boxes. Please don't throw away my box when you get it. And I was like, Okay, Richard, okay, weirdo. Oh, sure. <laughs> I would not. I mean, I don't usually throw away the boxes of close friends. <laughs> Or something where something? it's so thought, like the box is yes, laid out box so itself, thoughtfully there that are you, reasons you to keep need this box. to keep it. Right, exactly. It's yes, an organizational yeah. thing. It's not exactly. like a bunch of excess space. <laughs> but I was already just like, okay, okay. I'll keep the box. <laughs> and then when the I, <laughs> then when he said, I was like, oh, that's why. Okay. Oh, okay. I see. Oh, I see. I see. <laughs> so in the box, yeah, there's a spot for a coin, and then there is a secret hidden coin to put there. And then there's also basically three entire decks. Yes. Two that are devoted yes, yes. for the idea mm-hmm. of using the body splitting, and one that's just the full creatures themselves. Yes. I also think it should be mentioned that I wrote all the affirmations for this guidebook, which we didn't say Well, I was going to say it so that you wouldn't have to say it. <laughs> I was going to say... Well, and the affirmations. Yeah, the and the affirmations are, very, are so own beautiful. Holly Adams Easley. Yeah. So one of the cool things about Richard is that he's a really community-minded person. So he does all the illustration yes. because his background is in illustration. But then he also works alongside other people to do the written stuff. So yes. the but he creates the whole thing. Yes. So I think he that does. that is yes. kind of the difference between like we've talked about this a lot with our book and even the deck we did last week, where it's mm-hmm. like what percentage of it is the author's responsibility versus the artist's responsibility with Richard's decks. It's fully the artist's responsibility. And then he asks for us to help with the writing. So the lore and the wisdom sections are all written by Judy black. And I wrote affirmations. Yes. And I think that's like so amazing that he is confident and comfortable within himself to be creative director. Right. And to he's a great creative find director. he's, he's really great at seeing people and putting, using their strengths in his creative projects. Right. And I love that. Yeah. He's not afraid of other people's creativity. Not at all. He want he's I like proud him. of people to be involved. Like he yeah. wants people to be involved. So it's really great. The only other thing that comes in the box besides the cards, oh, yes. or there's two other things is a card stand. That's this beautiful sort of like, it's gorgeous. Dark wood stand. One side says exquisite familiars and the other side is just blank. So you can put it whatever way out you want, I guess. Right. But it's a beautiful wide card stand, which I love. Yeah. And then so also gorgeous. the book, which is extensive and also one of the coolest Ugh. books I've ever seen because it flips up sort of like a notepad. And then yes. on the inside, there's two hinges that kind of open like French doors so you can mm-hmm. see the front half and the back half of each of the cards. Yes. And you can find it. Everything's numbered. So it's really easy to navigate. And we'll probably do some pulling at the beginning just to kind of give a better yeah. sense of what it all looks like. But it's just like one of those things where it's so intricate and well thought out that it just feels mm-hmm. like nobody could have created this other than Richard. I know it is like when I say this is like genius level, I am not this is not hyperbole at all. Yeah. This is not me talking somebody up. This is like, like the concept is like, okay, I can see like where your like initial idea and then seeing it in person is just like, I keep saying. Yeah. And somehow Richard pulled all of this off when the pandemic was really bad and mm-hmm. his house had an enormous flood because of those freezes in Texas. Yes. He like just, it's amazing the amount of things he was able to accomplish at the same time. Yeah. And this deck is just yeah. like so incredible and really a reflection Ugh. of how his brain works to put all these pieces together to create something that's just like wholly unique. 
It's amazing. So it was Kickstartered in 2021. And the synopsis from the Kickstarter is from the strange mind that created the mysterious Lucky Potion Oracle and the bizarre Oddity Tarot comes an all new immersive Oracle deck experience inspired by Exquisite Corpses, which is the children's drawing game that I mentioned earlier, witch familiars and legacy style gaming. You'll encounter magical creatures that will impart wisdom, guidance, and daily affirmations. And then from his website, Richard grew up playing hockey in Massachusetts, but now lives in Texas where he still plays hockey. The reason he moved to Texas was (laughs) to get his master's degree in medical illustration, which is his day job. Instead of moving back home, he was offered a teaching job, so he decided to stay. But he doesn't teach anymore. Richard has always loved crystals and tarot and oracle cards and drag queens and thunderstorms. He decided to finally create a deck. He planned and planned and mapped out card connections and researched and came out with Oddity Tarot in 2019. Then he decided to make a deck experience, an oracle deck called Lucky Potion Oracle, which came out in 2019 too. And we've reviewed that before. It has a dice. Again, just like such a perfectly laid out box. It's insane. It is insane. No wasted space with this guy. He just knows exactly what to do to create these incredible experiences with decks. Yeah. Yeah, it's sort of like a dice and like a, and a dice, mat. like mat for that. With I mean, it's, di- just it's just like so, like so well, it's so well, so well thought out. Mm-hmm. Um, then the companion book for that happened, which is kind of like a calendar sort of planner book mm-hmm. that I really love. And that was also kickstarted. And then Exquisite Familiars was next and was kickstarted in 2021. He has a whole bunch of other projects in his head that are just waiting to become a reality. And I am so excited to watch that happen. Yes. Judy Black, who wrote The Lore and Wisdom, is a writer who makes her home in Atlanta, Georgia. She has an urban fantasy series called The Cabinet of Aberrations, which stars a traveling sideshow hunting monsters in 1903 America. She also creates supplements for Dungeons and Dragons games. Ooh. So that she's definitely that. somebody to look out for because that yeah. even her book series sounds fantastic. A yeah, monster hunting totally. sideshow? Come on. I'm into it. I know. And then I wrote the affirmations. This is my bio that I use for almost everything. So it says, Holly's a lifelong (laughs) spiritual searcher with a fondness for surrounding herself with beautiful things. She podcasts about tarot reading, tarot decks, and mystical life on Wildly Tarot Podcast. That's us. That is this podcast. (laughs) Even though we did not do the intro properly this time, we just did the intro. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. That is... So if you forgot, that's what our podcast is. Exactly. (laughs) So... The level of reader this is appropriate for, I really think that this needs to be something that every, I feel like anyone who likes nerdy things should have this. Well, I even think that this would be a fun deck for kids to get into. Yeah, because I don't know if you ever did Exquisite Corpse, but I did the actual children's game. Yeah. So much fun. Kids love that stuff. Yeah, right. And even if like the lore or wisdom may be a bit like above their understanding they could still like be with these creatures figuring things out for themselves and intuitively doing that you know for for them you know it doesn't have to be like by the book necessarily but i think they would be super into it yeah totally because it's so it's just really cool so Mm -hmm. we already talked about a lot of the spec stuff um the cards themselves are square so the little additional deck that has the full creatures on them uh is probably two by two Maybe mm-hmm. yes, yes, three yes. The by smaller one three, is two and a half by three, and two by two. I, I think probably two by two, because it doesn't. Yeah, Th- this is where I could use my thumb trick. Yeah, thumb. it's probably two by two. Yeah, that's why I was like I was measuring my thumb and a half because my thumb and a half is like <laughs> two by two. Okay, and then the main deck is two stacks of all um thirty three creatures. I should know that off the top of my head because we did split them into su- like chunks of eleven oh, yes. when I was writing the affirmation. <laughs> But there are uh-huh. 33 possible, or there are 33 creatures with thousands and thousands of combination possibilities. But yes. both decks, both of the main decks look exactly the same. They're just the 33 cards with the same creatures sort of in the same order. Um, and you're supposed to pull one card from each side to create oh. the sort of, or you can shuffle them all together. It doesn't I'm matter. Like, I'm like, too late. It doesn't <laughs> like... matter. You can shuffle them all together for okay. sure. I think it's just supposed to be that there are two. It doesn't, yes. you don't have to keep them separate. Okay, okay, okay. I was just like, oh, it's too late. No, you're separate fine. these now. <laughs> and these are like four by four. Yes. And, and like, I think it's black core because they like are like casino finish yeah. sort of. Ugh. Like if you have his uh, other deck, the uh, Lucky Potion, Lucky Potion Oracle, then it's, I believe, the same exact card stock. 
I or close that. enough to it. Yeah, it's so really good. easy to shuffle. It's a really good texture. It's like a linen mm. finish, and they're super bendy but strong. Yes. But I was thinking that a thing we could do rather than oh, yeah. uh, talking about specs more would be to pull two cards and kind of go yeah. have each of us go through what the goal is with this yeah. deck. Okay. I like it. Because there's it's it's all a bunch of creatures, so nothing else kind of applies. Right, exactly, exactly. <laughs> it's just a bunch of mythical creatures that Richard and his brilliant mind created. Ugh, they're all so good. They're so good. So there's not like anything about like name changes or right. diversity or anything like that. Right, exactly, exactly. I just love it so much. You could also send uh, me like, like Google Docs that had sketched up version of the creature and then Judy's Aww. lore. Uh-huh. Uh, and then I would come up with the affirmations. And so a lot of the cards I had not seen like full versions of until he was oh. fully done, which oh. is so exciting. Also, when in the kicks, I don't know if it's still available, but they are also... Uh, refrigerator magnets that I'm super love. They're I, in my fridge right now. I must that have you can like, them. they're like part. You can like tear them apart and like put them together. With oh my god, I love stuff. it so much. Uh, it's just like a throwback to like my, my '90s child. Stuff, I know. So. I think that it's really good for millennials. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so I got four and nine. So what you do is once you pull the two cards and align their bodies so that it's one single creature, you go to the book and you find the front half, which for me is four, which is part of a bat. Oh, I have four as well, but for oh. the back half. Oh, and then my second half is nine, which is, ooh, no, that's 10. Just kidding. <laughs> which is the back half of this like kind of electrical creature. It has these like flame tail situation. Yeah. So when you look at it, you can see that the, the book itself will match the cards that you have because you found the numbers. Yes. Which makes it easier. And then you have the genus and species names of the creature itself. So mine is Vesper Medusozoas. 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 There we go. <laughs> There we go. And so then you can see the lore, the wisdom, which you're supposed to select one of or use the coin mm -hmm. to select it for you. And then the affirmations. And you can create the common name for that creature if you'd like to. Or I probably I've kept it blank so far. I've chosen wisdom and affirmations, but kept the names okay. blank because I have commitment issues. <laughs> yes, I know. I was like, I'm going to mess it up. I don't want to do names. OK, yeah, exactly. <laughs> But so mine is the Vesper Medusozoas and the lore <laughs> for the Vespers is known for traveling only in packs. Vespers move together regardless of circumstances. Most colonies are made up of tightly connected family units that work together to raise young, fend off predators and find shelter. However, other colonies have been found that are entirely unrelated Vespers who choose to live together. They communicate with sharp trills that are unique to each individual colony. Any Vesper found alone will be welcomed into a new colony easily and quickly. And so the wisdom, there are two pieces of wisdom. Having a support system is vital, whether it is of your family or of friends. Building relationships to turn to when things get hard will keep the wind beneath your wings. And when you find yourself alone, reach out to those that love you. Friends, family, and other supporters will help you rise again. Trust in others to keep you aloft when you cannot fly on your own. So the goal of choosing Vesper would be to select which piece of wisdom you wanted to use to be incorporated mm -hmm. with the wisdom that you'd want to use for the back half of the creature. Right. Okay. And the affirmations are, my relationships bolster me and keep me aloft even when I struggle to do it on my own. And I know where to go when I need help and that help is never too far away. Oh. Then for the Medusosa, Medusozoas... <laughs> <laughs> Tendrils of this creature flow easily in the water of its home. The fluttering wisp also serve as a powerful defense as it can unleash powerful volts of electricity when needed. The Medusozoas is able to clear paths for weaker creatures that befriend it. And the wisdom is you can use your own strength to support and protect those weaker than yourselves. Using your own strengths, you can create an area of protection for those who need it. And the creature floats effortlessly through the darkness of times with no fear because it knows the power it possesses. 
embrace your innate strength and you will fear no darkness. And the wisdom is, or the affirmations are, I'm strong and supportive of those weaker than I am. I create the protective energy I'm looking for. And I know my own power and accept my inherent and carefully developed strength. So when you pull these two cards, what you would do is look at the book that you've already gone through and kind of decided which wisdom and affirmation you want. And so for Mm -hmm. me, my affirmation with these two cards pulling would be my relationships bolster me and keep me aloft even when I struggle to do it on my own. And I know my power and accept my inherent and carefully developed strength. So those two affirmations would be my affirmations for pulling the cards that I pulled. Yeah. And this is like a really cute opportunity to show, like, even though we pull the same card because Holly's is the the front half and mine's the back half, Uh it's going to be different. Right. Because my front half is Electra K, number 33 Electra K, which is a, like, the purple, I think this is, like, one of the cards that is, like, one of the more popular ones. It's purple eyeballs in the center of a green sort of fish with with filigree that's purple like light lavender on the outside and then of course for it looks like bats like a one-eyed bat this familia (laughs) is the last half the back Uh half so the lore for the electric k is the electric k has a unique defensive property allowing it to zap anything that touches it with a jolt of electricity depending on the amount of energy stored in the mirror and how threatened it feels the jolt can range from a minor shock to a deadly blast if an electric K discharges too much energy at once, it loses the ability to move and becomes an easy target for predators. And the wisdom to choose from, the first is the energy makes the world spin on and keeps you moving forward. In the chaos of the world, it can easily it can be easy to lose sight of the simple energy restorations of self-care. Protect your own energy and it will protect you. Mm. Or the second one is determining where to spend your energy will shape the direction of your life. Think about how you spend your Spend yours, and if it goes towards the things that matter, Ugh. engage in the work that drives you, not the things that drain you. And depending, of course, like the affirmations I ch- could choose from, I protect and restore my energy in myself. I expend my energy appropriately and carefully. Appropriately, or, I remember thinking, I need to put appropriately in here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, good. I'm glad you did. And the second one is my ability to determine what to push myself towards allows me to go further and make even more of a difference. Mm-hmm. And then for the familia, number four, the lore is each familia in a colony is different in size, strength, and stamina. The younger familia offer have smaller wings that struggle with keeping up with the larger familia. To prevent any bat getting left behind, the older, larger familia fly in front of the group to to set a slow pace. In this way, the group stays together. The wisdom first one is knowing when to lead and when to follow someone else's lead helps protect your own energy and focus. Following after others with more experience will allow you to travel further and safer than you could on your own. And the second one is your pace is your own and others cannot dictate it for you. Those who support you will fly with you and meet you at your own pace rather than abandon you. And the wonderful affirmations are, (laughs) I can take charge, but I also know when it's time to follow. Strength and leadership comes from both positions. Mm -hmm. The second one, I can trust that the people I love will steadfastly support me. I'm in control of finding my own path. So from there, I would probably choose the energy that makes the spin go round, like protecting my own energy will protect me Mm -hmm. from the wisdom from the first one. And then the affirmation would be, I protect and restore my energy in myself. I expend my energy appropriately and carefully. Appropriate. Appropriately. Because I do think that that's kind of a key in this, based on the lore and wisdom. It's like using that energy when needed. Not right, all the time. Exactly. <laughs> right, right. When it's and, needed. Because it will yeah, impact then, <laughs> you if you go too much. It nuts. will. Well, and especially, like, I think it really effortlessly fits with the back half. Mm-hmm. Because, like, I trust people I love will steadfastly support me. And I am in control of finding my own path. Yeah. I'm in control of that energy and how it, to ex- extend that. Yeah. So... It just is interesting how things go together and it's so beautiful. I know it's just like so well done. And I do have some favorite cards or favorite. Oh, you do? Okay. I just went through this. This is the beauty of having that stretch goal of just all of the mini deck stuff because each of these cards has its own entire set of lore. You can use them front and back together, which is part of the beauty. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. But I definitely chose three that I just like the absolute most. And Mm -hmm. they're sort of, one is number three. 
And number three, let me just pull, pull up the guidebook. Because you can also use the guidebook to just pull up three for both sides. Having the big, oh, right, beautiful yeah. numbers makes it so easy. I had three as well, so. I love three. I so love the three so is pretty. the cumulus latus. And the lore for, I'll just read both lores and then. Okay. Because I really like the lore for this one. Yeah. Floating through the air, Cumulus uses its sharp vision to scan the horizon for predators and opportunities. Its vigilance helps keep it safe from harm and lets it find the best path forward through shifting weather patterns. The latest uses its own innate energy to create weather phenomenon like storms, rain, snow, rainbows, and more. Many scientists study how to influence the weather created, but the ability to synthesize nothing into something remains a unique trait of the creature. And the reason that I love the card so much is that it's a big cloud with a beautiful eye that's kind of like shooting mm -hmm. lightning bolts from it on one side and then a beautiful rainbow coming from it on the other side. Yeah, it's really And it's kind really of about pretty. like the affirmations are about control and clear clarity and like creating your own reality and seeing things clearly and stuff like that. So there's a lot of like clarity themes with it, but it's also just a really, really pretty card. It's super cute card. I love them so much. And mm. then my second card that I'm going to talk about as a favorite is card 26. Okay. Ah. 26, which is the Flores Vivas. The Flores bouquet was discovered on accident when a Mexican flower shop owner first collected a selection of strange wild snapdragons. When the flowers came alive in the shop, Flores was exposed. Hiding in plain sight, the creature displayed perfectly mimics the look of a vibrant floral display. These familiars are often found in highly populated areas, using humans to travel even further and pollinate with ease. The Vivas has a unique ability to rearrange its shape to change the style of floral arrangement it takes on. It can also be seen shifting colors to take to better replicate a wide range of flowers with ease. It's shaped shape shifting powers are so great that scientists are still not sure They've seen the original version of the Vivas or if such a thing even exists. And the reason that I like this card is that it looks like a floral bouquet, again, with a great, great mm -hmm. eye. But I also really like all of the pattern on the butt side. Yeah, All of the sort of like yeah. angular little, I guess. Luminary sort of things. Yeah. It looks like they could light up, I think. I feel like. Yeah. And they just, it's just like a really cool combination of really natural pattern and the flowers and mm -hmm. a really angular pattern with the butt. And I just think it's great. Yeah. Oh, it's so cool. And then lastly, card 28, which is the map guy. Oh, map guy, map guy. Map Sorry. guy. Of course it is. Serpent's Fortitudo. 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 <laughs> Fortitudo. No, I'm adding an extra syllable there. Help me. Fortitudo. Maybe I'm not. Fortitudo. Serpent's Fortitudo. Legend says that if you can follow the trail on the serpent's body, you can find the answer to life itself. No one has ever been able to actually successfully find the location on the map. And so the serpent's remains the guardian of all secrets. If Fortitudo is ever injured or attacked, it can split itself in half to escape. The halves will both regrow into full creatures with new maps and new appearances. And the card itself looks like a creature with a big eyeball at the front that has sort of like a treasure map on its mm -hmm. sort of curving body that looks like a ribbon almost. And I yeah. like this. I just think it looks really cool. And I think the lore of trying to see enough of it to get access to the secrets of life is fantastic. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Uh, my, I did not have any other crossovers with you. My second one, other than three, was this purple cat oh, that looks like yeah. a Cheshire cat. Looks like a flames on a its head, purple cat. flames and one eyeball called Flema Catulus. So I'm not going to read the lore, but I just think it's, I just like the kitty cats. You can read I, the lore. I've been talking way more than okay. you. It's okay. No, it's okay. I'm okay. <laughs> I'm too tired to read the lore, okay. to be honest, because it'll get, I'll keep tripping over my words. Okay. So it's fine. No it's, need. We, we won't force it. It's going to be okay. <laughs> Thank you. But it is a cute cat. It is a cute cat. And then my last one, I really just love that, like, yours with the florals, like, was a bouquet. These are, like, florals under the sea. Yes. For number 27, Flores Mor Mortem. It looks like a bunch of, like, different types of seaweeds. Yeah. Like, kind of put together, and they're just beautiful and kind of, like, lazily kind of laying together, I yeah. guess is, like, a good way. They're just kind of, like, laying place there. And I just love the way that 
the there's like this implied flow to things. Yeah, totally. It's, and a lot of it seems so like I, I know that it's not intentionally all underwater, but it has kind of a watery right. vibe. A lot of it's it like does very have like a deep flowy. sea. Yeah, very yeah, deep it has like sea. a deep sea creature flow to it. It's so cool. So those are those are my kind of like visually one creature at a time. Awesome. Well, I don't favorites. think we need to pull cards for our relationship with the deck because we kind of already did that. But yeah, yeah, I just think that everyone should at least check out Richard's instagram to look mm-hmm. through all of it but i really just love it so much and it's not just because i was so great but yeah, it just is yeah. a really cool deck and i think that richard like the way that he's thoughtfully put all these things together is really cool and i just think it's mm-hmm. a really special situation i th- i think it's so special like you've not experienced a deck until you experience a richard deck yeah. to be honest like if it's like that's like the quality like that a lot of people think about like, oh, well, this publishing house, they produce really fancy artistic decks. To me, that's just normal. They're just doing a different quality of paper. Right. To, this is like a genius idea right. that has been that's so really good executed. Yeah. It's like what people perceive as like like tarot and oracle high level stuff. People uh, right. always are like, oh, it was so gilded. The box was beautiful, blah, blah, blah. This is high level tarot and Oracle stuff because it's actually putting you kind of in a driver's seat. It feels so interactive. You're not like experiencing it. You're like participating in it, which is exactly. And that's how all of his decks are. And I think this one is like the best one yet. And I cannot wait to see what other 4 billion ideas are in his head. Right. Waiting and ready to be in my little grubby hands. Yeah. Totally. Oh, anyway, I love it. We love you, Richard. We love you, Richard. We would so love much. it even if you weren't also just an amazing person, but you're both. Yeah. So that makes this easy. You're both. So it makes it, <laughs> it makes it super easy. <laughs> all right. And that's our show. Don't forget to send us your questions. You can find all of our contact information, including a form with which to submit questions at wildlytarot.com. Also tell your friends about us, write and review us. It helps us grow. It gives us a little algorithm boost and we really appreciate it. You can also follow us on Instagram at Wildly Tarot Podcast or join our Facebook community by searching Wildly Tarot Podcast on Facebook. Also join our Discord server and we have merch on Redbubble. So everything that we've linked, even all of our decks that we mentioned for our like replacement decks uh-huh. or something bad we'll would happen, we're going to have in the show no no In the show no yes, notes. Show notes. <laughs> <Show> notes. <laughs> And remember, <laughs> go forth and tarot wildly this week. We love you. We love you. you. So also, get your thyroid levels checked if you think you just have pandemic depression. It could be more than one thing. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Bye. Love you. <laughs>